This podcast is sponsored by TSN, Canada's number one network for sports. Hello and welcome to the very first episode of Call the Phone. I am your host, Colin Agnew, and on this podcast, each week you'll check in on me talking the latest about the players of our favorite sports. However, since this is my first episode, if you're a junior hockey player or even a parent of one living in Canada, I suggest you listen to this episode as they will have lots to tell. As you went to click listen on my podcast, I assume you noticed the title of this episode. As you listen to this episode, you'll be able to apply the title of this podcast, and hopefully you can make a connection or two. Enjoy. Teams are on alert as COVID-19 cases surge within their organizations. I'm a senior at Bell River District High School, and I have been an emotional wreck since the arenas have closed in Ontario again. If you're a student-athlete in Ontario, no matter what sport you play, I'm sure you've dreamed of playing an OFSA. I know I have, and my dream was about to come true my sophomore year, until COVID shut us down. A week before we were about to leave and live out our high school dreams, we were stripped of it all. It was devastating. Fast forward two years later, my school is set to host the tournament, a second chance if you will with an automatic bid, but that plan is holding on by a string as we are in lockdown two months before the event is about to begin. As of late, I've really been struggling with my mental health. Man, that song makes me happy. That song's our team's win song, a song that I sadly have not heard in quite some time. Anyways, in preparation of this episode, I went for a web search to see how others across the country have dealt with arena closures. And I came across an interview from last year, during our first lockdown of a boy named Josh Kagan. Josh was a junior A hockey player, originally from Winnipeg, Manitoba, that had been playing in British Columbia Junior Hockey League. Josh moved to BC in hopes for an athletic scholarship to play university hockey in Canada. When the closures of the arenas in BC forced him not to be able to play, he had lost all of his chances of his scholarships. Being 2,000 miles away from his family, his parents were getting worried about Josh's mental health. His parents suspected their 20-year-old son was untruthfully telling him how he really felt about the situation. Jordan Naylor is another junior hockey player who is feeling the stress of not being able to play and is attempting to make a push at Hockey Canada to extend the player eligibility. Melanie Griggs is a sports psychiatrist who adds in this interview that athletes not performing their sport can make them feel isolated and notes that this is the same for any athlete with any sport at any level of play. Not just frustrations from the players and parents, but even the coaching staff of junior squads are feeling the heat. The inorganization of some of these leads add to the coach's anxieties to ensure their players are safe and playing. Coach David Bowes of Saskatoon said the situation is more complicated for players under the age of 12, who have not yet been able to get their double vaccination. As a result, any young player who has been in close contact may not be able to attend extracurricular activities for 10 days. Bowes quoted, Everything changes by the day. Tomorrow it could be a totally different story, he said. 
I hope this doesn't last longer than a week or else I don't think we know what the end game looks like anymore. As you can tell, the closure of the arenas in Canada has not only affected the players, it has also had an impact on the coaches that teach the game. Hopefully that beep woke you up there because one thing I want to discuss is the recent controversy regarding the cancellation of the World Junior Hockey Championships that were being held in Alberta. More in particular, Slovakian goaltender Simon Latkotsky. Following the cancellation of the IIHF World Juniors, the Slovakian goaltender posted a photo of his team at center ice at the arena they only got to play a few games in on Instagram. He quoted, I came here and tried to do my best, and this is how it's done? This goes on IIHF. They completely underestimated this tournament. And the one thing as a player, and, and even as a citizen of Canada or the U.S. or wherever you may be, one thing you always look forward to come New Year's is the World Junior Championships. It is the one thing that you can watch across the Christmas break that that just gives you joy, knowing that these players are living out dreams of theirs, representing their countries. And the fact that the IHF cancelled it like this is is beyond everybody. And I'm also going to go back to another quote that the Slovakian goaltender said. He said, the organization from the first day was terrible. He also noted that everybody in the hotel were also normal citizens. He said, in our hotel, there was also a barber shop, a restaurant, and a boutique where normal people were welcome to come in. That restaurant was packed every night, he said. So we're in contact with people who are not part of the tournament all the time. And he even quoted, The funniest thing ever is that there was a wedding at our hotel. The, the anger that all these players had about this tournament. And, and one thing I want to add is, is that it was very strange because last year's tournament, it was totally the opposite where... The players were in a bubble. There is absolutely no public access, and therefore not one player got got COVID. And the fact that they had to change it up is beyond me. It's it's beyond anybody's uh, imagination. Uh, and it is. I agree with Simon. I think it is totally IHF's fault. And. The emotional response in Simon's next post is where this all fits into this podcast. He says, This was the best group of people I could ever be a part of. This team had potential to bring a medal home. I believed in us every single day, and so did my teammates. I love you guys. The coaches on this team tried to do their best with con- the conditions we had. This was supposed to be special. It is just the sad end to our hockey ages. And, I mean, this emotional response sounds like Simon's sad and also angry with the IAHF that they didn't take the precautionary measures to keep these players safe. We're nearing the end of this episode, so I'm going to run a few quick points by. Uh, First, I want to read the statement that OMHA sent out after the arenas had closed. Uh, They quote on said, the OMHA believes in the mental and physical health benefits that hockey offers to our participants. We will continue to provide resources for our players to keep building their skills at home during this time. Uh, 
We encourage everyone to be safe and be active in both physical and mental health. I mean, one thing I have to say about this is that I don't think they realize that closing the arenas is the reason why they have to make the announcement in the first place. One piece of advice I could offer to you guys, the audience, is that find something to do around the house that will keep you occupied both mentally and physically. Um, I mean, for me, it was getting a basketball net. And I know it has nothing to do with hockey, but you plug in your headphones, you grab a basketball, and you just stay out there and you shoot hoops for an hour or two a day. And it really does help relieve my stress and anxiety about not being able to get on the ice. Thank you, and I hope you enjoyed this week's episode of Call the Phone. And make sure, if you are dealing with a mental crisis, to reach out some helpful guidelines. Have a great day, everybody.